Welcome to the Holistic Wellness and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kimberly Ann Marsden. And on today's show, I have Mary Catherine Jackson with me. And we have an incredibly lively discussion today about how to discover and align with your innate power and gifts. And we talk about several different ways to do that, such as sustainable movement practices like yoga, finding your life purpose through things like astrology, and much, much more. In general, we start talking about what it means to embrace all that is fully human. As well on this show, Mary Catherine teaches all of us how a person can go to the depths of their soul and find compassion in traumatic situations, move through it and heal and take that and bring it as a gift to the world. So join me on this incredible episode. Here we go. Hello, hello. On today's show, I have with me Mary Catherine Jackson. She is an intuitive life coach that uses the wisdom of yoga, astrology, energy healing, and Mother Earth to support people to transform from within. So thank you for joining me today, Mary Catherine. Hello, everyone. I'm welcome. I'm very happy to be here. Welcome to everyone on the podcast. Thank you, Kimberly Ann. Yes, I'm so excited to talk with you today. I've been looking forward to this. And I know that you do a lot of different things, as we just said in the intro, but in general, I know that one of the main things you do is that you help people discover their innate power and make really positive changes in their life and that you do this in really practical ways. So can you tell us some of the ways that you get in there and help people reconnect and plug in and all the wonderful things that you do? Yes. So as an intuitive coach, I support people in accessing deeper growth and transformation and connection in all areas of their lives. So drawing upon a myriad of tools and wisdom traditions like yoga, astrology, energy medicine, and earth-based practices. That's how I'm really able to help people discover and then align with their innate power and gifts. And I don't use a cookie cutter, one size fits all approach for anyone. It's very customized individual experience for each person. So we typically start by diving into what their lifestyle currently looks like, where they want to be, uh, we'll access, we'll assess the blocks and limitations that might be preventing them from living the life they really want. And, and then I offer, like you said, very practical, easy to implement tools based on where the person is and uh, what's actually attainable for them. So I'm all about meeting you, collaborating with you and helping you make those lasting changes so that it's not, um, not overwhelming. You know, whatever comes up in your life, we all have different things. We're all busy people. I don't want it to be overwhelming. I want it to be something that you can sustain as you move forward, even beyond our, our time together. So what that looks like is different for every person. It could be sustainable movement practices, um, relationship development. You know, if you're working on relationships in your life, it can be uh, finding your, your unique life's purpose through astrological consulting. 
Um, there's a lot of different ways it shows up for each person. And that's why I love having this extensive toolbox where I can really, you know, create the customized plan for each person. Oh, I see you. You're, you're like a kid in the, in the sandbox <laughs> with all your different tools. You're like, oh, what am I going to build now? What am I going to create? What am I going to use? I can I can see it. It's, a, it's clearly your passion. That's awesome. But I, one of the things you said that I really loved is that well, I already told you we both have Virgo-ness in our charts. So obviously the practical piece is something I love. But the piece that I thought was really very wise already was just when you talked about meeting people where they are and not and making sure that it's not overwhelming. Because you're right, when you're trying to, to assist people, the point is to not try and give them so much at once that it becomes overwhelming and then they they can't sustain it. And right. And I, I've experienced that in my own world with various teachers. And um, and I also think there's so much information out there right now that it can be intimidating. Even if you already are a movement practitioner or spiritual practitioner, it can still be too much for you at a given point or even not enough on the other side of the coin. So um, I don't want to, to just be some esoteric philosophical concept. I want to really help people anchor it into their body, into their modern life that we're living right now. So it's usable. I mean, that's the main thing I'm hearing from you. Yeah. I mean, and that's so critical. That really is just so critical because it's really easy to get overwhelmed. It's really easy to get overwhelmed. So he wanted you to do something that's going to enable you to, to move forward. Yeah, exactly. Wherever you are at, whether you are just starting on this journey or you've been a long time practitioner. I want to be able to meet you where you are and um, really help you make that transformation in your life. So awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm curious. I already have a question. Okay. <laughs> I want to know what, I want to know what sustainable movement is. I don't want to assume. So, I want to hear from you what it is. Yeah. Yes. Definitely don't assume. Um, when I say sustainable movement, I mean, movement, movement patterns, and ways of moving that you can continue throughout the rest of your life. So, you know, we see a lot of beautiful shapes when we're looking at yogis and they can have tremendous um, healing effects on one's body. But the fact of the matter is we won't be able to sustain a lot of, you know, really deep back bends or really, you know, wild arm balances, for example, throughout our life. We might be able to, it'd be awesome if we can, but I'm more interested in helping someone find functional ranges of movement that, you know, for example, when they're playing with their kids or, uh, you know, your grandkids where you're sitting on the ground and you want to play with your grandkid, I want to make sure you're able to get up off the ground when your grandson runs across the room. You know, I want mm-hmm. you to be able to reach up high in the kitchen when you're trying to get something on the top of your shelf. I want that shoulder to be able to move in its full range of motion and the hips to move in their full range of motion. So when I say sustainable movement, that's what I'm talking about. You could possibly still be doing the really fun and beautiful shapes with your body, but I want to make sure that you're able to move throughout the rest of your life. So you can play with your partner, play with your, you know, your kids, your grandkids, um, you know, bend over, bend down, do the things that we actually need to do to live. (laughs) So functional longevity is what it sounds like to me. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Because how often do you need to do that beautiful (laughs) 
That beautiful back bend is lovely, but if you're doing that while if you're doing that while you're playing with your child or your grandchild in the sandbox, good for you. I know yeah. out there, but hey, good for you. <laughs> but I think that's a good point too, because sometimes when we try and do, you know, especially with yoga, I know because is people talk about I can't do it right. There is no right. And that's when injuries happen is when people are trying to do something that's not functional for them. Do you see that? Yeah. Yeah, I do see that a lot. And, you know, there's two things I want to say about this. Uh, A lot of what we're seeing now in the yoga world in the West is uh, really powerful vinyasa classes, which feel, you feel really good. They're great. They have a lot of benefits, but um, if we don't have a really strong foundation in the poses that we're practicing when we go into those classes, I do see a lot of, I, I hesitate to say the word injury a lot of times because I don't want to scare people, but I have seen a lot of injuries and um, a lot of discomfort and then disoriented movement patterns, a lot of disoriented posture patterns and things like that. So yeah, I, um, I think it's very important to establish a deep awareness of your own body and its rhythms. And that's a big part of my work. So that then when you go into a yoga class, you go into your own practice or any sort of movement practice, you know what is right and true for your own body. And that might be very different than the person next to you or even than yourself from day to day. So I am a big advocate of fitting the yoga into your body and not your body into the yoga. Uh, and that's, that's what you're saying. You know, we yeah. shouldn't all be doing the same exact thing. It, it's very different for each person. So, um, you know, like I said, so that you can sustain the movement throughout your life. That's ultimately the goal. Yeah. I mean, definitely. And the other thing is even within yourself, like you're saying, even within yourself, different days, you need different things. If you're doing, you know, a, a challenging power vinyasa all the time, then you're not really allowing yourself to do anything restorative. There's no balance. It's all in one direction. It's all fire. You know, it's really about finding the balance for yourself, whatever that is. Maybe you need a lot of fire or maybe you need to tone down the fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That changes every day. And we need to give ourselves the grace and the space and the uh, permission to do what we need to do from day to day. Yeah. And I think it, it goes back to the the concept of I'm going to do yoga versus I'm going to be yoga. You know, I'm going to do Mm -hmm. asanas versus I'm going to be myself within the pose, within the process. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's true. Yeah. Excellent. Um, If you don't mind, I'd love to share a little bit of my backstory. That's okay. I would love that. I think just when you're talking about the yoga and, you know, the different ways of practicing it is inspiring me to share some of the backstory to maybe, you know, maybe that could be helpful for some listeners. Um, so yeah, I'll rewind a little bit. So I've been teaching for about seven years uh, at the time of recording. And I've also been an energy medicine practitioner for about seven or eight years. And um, before that, I'll go all the way back to the beginning. I remember feeling very early on in my life as a young, very young child that uh, people needed help, specifically kids that I knew needed help, and that the earth also needed help. I remember just having this innate knowing that I needed to help people and help the earth and the earth could help people, people could help the earth. <laughs> 
like there was this, you know, symbiotic relationship that we are supposed to have. And that ended up leading me throughout my childhood to, um, I acted a lot of kids that needed a lot of help in their lives. Like they came from abusive homes or were, you know, on very difficult paths. And uh, I remember almost like taking the responsibility on that. It was my responsibility to help them and to fix their lives. And I remember, um, I remember just believing so much in these kids and that the potential really who they truly are underneath it all. And yet time and time again, I was just seeing that this was not, it was not good. It was not healthy. It was all to the detriment of myself. And uh, I guess I'd say I was taking on everyone else's stuff because I really wanted to help people so much and to help my peers so much. I just want to pause here because uh, for the listeners, I'm about to share my own personal experience with sexual trauma. So if this is triggering for you, then I encourage you to just skip ahead a couple minutes and rejoin us after this part. So throughout middle school, uh, the whole duration of middle school, I endured serious sexual assault and sexual harassment on a daily basis, in addition to receiving a lot of death threats and violent threats against my person. So every day throughout middle school, uh, that's age 11, 12, 13, 14-ish, I felt extremely unsafe in my school, with my peers, with my teachers, in my own body. And I do believe that my loved ones were helping me in the best way they knew they could at the time. And so I just ignored everything I was enduring. And I was told to head my, hold my head high, which I did throughout those several years. And I didn't know at the time that it was causing so much damage physically and emotionally and spiritually. And so after that middle school experience in the summer before high school, I remember just thinking and asking so many times that year, why why did this happen? Why, uh, why me? What did I do to, to deserve this? Why, why, why? And one day when I was asking that question for the 15th millionth time, I heard very loudly in my head and my heart, it was a verbal message. I heard the word compassion very loudly, just one word. I don't, know if it was coming from within in my own heart and or from from spirit but it was very loud and i remember feeling in that moment like i have two choices i can choose compassion for myself compassion for my body my my own spirit that had been suffering and compassion for the other kids that had caused so much suffering and i remember just knowing that if they were to cause me that much suffering it's because they too were suffering so much in their own lives and other choice, option two, was to be very angry and bitter and go down that lonely, dark road. And so I remember I had two choices, but I felt like I really didn't. It was, it was obvious that I had to choose option one. And that was the start of my journey with yoga. And I started practicing yoga every single day. Uh, all throughout high school, every day, sometimes twice a day, I, I started working with a uh, teacher in Iyengar who's very alignment oriented. 
And that helped me create a strong, safe container in my body and to reclaim my body. And I was immediately drawn to the spiritual and heartful practice of yoga, what mm-hmm. yoga really is, and the mindful practices. And uh, again, you know, more compassion, more compassion. And I loved the movement. I loved all things body, but it was much bigger for me. And it helped me accept my body and to fall back in love with it and to take care of myself the ways that no one else was able to. So fast forward, I continued working with uh, yoga teachers. I had Reiki practitioners. And um, then at the age of 21, I suffered the sudden and tragic loss of my dad, who was um, a very profound person in my life. And um, so interesting. I've told the story a million times, but it's moving. So that was very tragic. And it, it again, was just this like portal push into something else I needed to heal and to learn, which was emotional depth, emotional awareness. And that was a catalyst into my own study of emotional intelligence and what it means to fully feel emotions. And that was really tricky for me because I had stuffed it down a lot. Uh, before that. So that was, you know, some of the backstory of what led me into this work today, because I, I truly believe that I endured those things so that I can be a better service to other people. I don't think everyone needs to go through major trauma or, or pain or loss to, to work with these tools. I definitely don't think everyone needs to, but it's a big part of what led me to where I am. So after that, I continued working with more energy medicine practitioners and uh, alternative medicine practitioners and all sorts of quote unquote healers and continued deepening my own practice and uh, eventually started teaching yoga in my early 20s and then um, was doing yoga and Reiki. And then people started wanting more. They started asking me bigger questions like, well, how can I really change my life with this? And I knew it in my own life, but, uh, you know, I couldn't, I didn't have all of the knowledge and the tools to really help them. And so that's what inspired me to become a certified professional life coach. And then eventually mid twenties, I got really serious into studying astrology and eventually studied with uh, an astrology school and became a professional astrologer. So that's a bit of the, the summary there in the last several years, but, um, I was just responding to what was being presented and and what people were asking for. And the more I said yes to that, it was like everything just started to unfold and align. And I know that that's what my purpose is. And I say that with great, tremendous thanks and gratitude. So that's a bit of the backstory. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little, just a little story, but I mean, I got to go back. I got to go back just because I've got to say, wow, thank you for the courage, first of all, of sharing, but the insight, the bravery, there's so many words that come to mind, but just to have that wisdom, to be able to see, to be able to go outside of yourself and see the choices you had at such a, tra- a time full of trauma and chaos, and to be able to push all that out of the way and to say, these are the two choices. And to, and like you're saying, there wasn't one choice. No, there really was. There was more than one choice. But the beauty is your heart your spirit is so incredibly strong that to you, the others didn't seem like an option. 
because you're obviously so aligned and so driven with your purpose. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I mean, I'm over here trying not to choke because she can see me. You guys can't see me, but I'm over here trying not to tear up because it's, it's inspiring. Mary Catherine, it's absolutely inspiring. The openness, the willingness to be open to yourself and to spirit and to be a vessel for your higher self and for love. It's, it's absolutely inspiring. And the fact that you, it blows my mind that you did that as an adolescent, it's hard enough for people to do it for as an adult, but as an adolescent, it's, it's, it's even more inspiring. That's really the only thing I I can say. So thank you for sharing all that and for being yourself. Like, I mean, really that's at the end of the day, like to uncover yourself in such a brutal way, so completely, so authentically, and to say, I'm going to experience all this and learn what I need to learn from the suffering and move through it. And then I'm going to take that and I'm going to use that not only to heal myself, but to help others. I mean, that's like the highest calling really seriously. Thank you you so much. I'm soaking that up. I only just recently started telling those parts of the story uh, in the last handful of years. I kept it quiet for a long time because our society doesn't, doesn't believe women. It doesn't trust women. It doesn't believe women. We don't protect girls and women. So I just took that on like, well, no one's going to help me. No one's going to trust me. No one's going to believe me. No one's going to care. And that is a heavy weight to bear. So Mm -hmm. in the last few years, I started telling that story, even just to my closest friends. A lot of my friends didn't even know the, the gravity of what I endured. And, uh, I'm I'm proud now to share that story as difficult as it is. So thank you for, yeah. for holding the space for me to share it. And it is for me, you know, like you just said, it has to be of benefit. And like I said, I don't think everyone needs to endure very difficult things. You definitely don't have to, and not everyone should, but it is a big part of what led me to where I am today and is a big part of how I'm able to show up for my clients and for my students and for my friends and and my family. So uh, that's why I I finally started telling the the full story. So thank you. And showing up for yourself is the other Mm -hmm. thing. And now, now I, what I'm hearing you say is that you're standing even more in your power. It's part part of standing in your power is saying, this is who I am. And it really doesn't matter whether you accept my story or not. This is my story. Yes. Thank Um, you. Yeah. That's a good reflection because I realized I just I didn't say that. I said everyone yeah. else, I didn't say myself. Yeah. So yeah. thank you. Yes. <laughs> Gotta put you back in there. <laughs> yeah. You're the author. You're the you're the beginning. You're the beginning, the middle, and the end of the story. Um, but yes, yeah, so thank you for sharing that. And so as you were saying, so let's talk a little bit about what you're seeing today. So that's how you got to where you were going, and that's how I'm sure you so profoundly touch those that you work with because people can, if anything, people can, when they're awake enough, I should say, assuming people are awake, what happens is people really recognize, in most cases, people really recognize authenticity. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I'm sure that people can recognize when you're working with them, that there's a real depth to what you're doing. It's not some superficial surface level. There's, there's, because of the healing work that you've done on yourself, it enables you to have depth that you bring to service others as well. Thank you. Yeah. 
healing work I'm still doing on myself. Well, always, aren't we always? No, that's yeah. true. It's always, it's it. No, because just to maintain, I mean, it's like, yeah, I, yeah. okay, cats out of the bag, everybody it's repetition, repetition, repetition <laughs> to maintain. I'm sorry. There's no free lunch. There's no finish line, you know, but the yeah. great news of that is you can transform forever. You can just keep going and going and going. So at yeah. your own pace, at your own choice. You know, yes, and there's but, more, you know, life, life, there's a lot in life. And that's what I, I'm seeing now, not only in my own life and in the people that are immediately around me, but in a lot of my clients, I'm seeing a lot of, uh, we're all overstimulated with all of our devices, with the billboards and the ads and the news and the sounds and the cars, everything is stimulating us at all hours of the day. Even when we're sleeping, our Wi-Fi is still on. Not there mine, are a lot not of- mine. Good, I'm glad. Okay, good. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You guys can't see this, but she can't. Shungite, Shungite over here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of toxins in the environment now more than there ever have been in history of man and our environment Uh and the products that we're using, consuming in and on our body. And these all have an impact on our energetic systems and our physical body. I'm also understanding that we're all very disconnected from nature. And I mean, we, I'm saying we in the general sense, I know this isn't everyone, but in general, we're very disconnected to nature, to spirit and to our purpose. I believe that if you are alive today, you have a very significant purpose in this life. If you're alive, you have a life, there's a very strong purpose for you. And we're moving into this new era of living and being we're in, we're in the early stages of a big shift. And I know a lot of people are feeling that and people are wanting more. They're wanting to go bigger than the traditional religion, traditional uh, ways of living and being. And I'm seeing that a lot of people want to live on purpose. They want to live with purpose and, I think, you know, the big in this big rise of working from home and and co-working spaces is part of this shift. You know, people want more freedom than what has been offered in the last several hundred years. So that's, you know, one thing I'm seeing. And then I'd like to touch on the nervous system a little bit. Our nervous systems are intelligently designed to keep us alive, really, when you break it down to the bare minimum, to keep us alive. earliest stage of our nervous system, the first stage that was developed is the dorsal part of our nervous system. And that is literally just here to to help us survive. It's not really about thriving. It's keeping me alive. And I'm seeing now because of all of this overstimulation and all of the heartache that's happening in the world, the the intensity that's happening around us in the world, I'm, I'm seeing one of two things. Everyone most people kind of seem to be on one side, either great overwhelm where you're feeling like what would probably be called anxiety, like heart beating really fast, mind running rampant, uh, having a hard time slowing down, feeling like, you know, the rug could get pulled out beneath you and everything's going to collapse, feeling really overwhelmed or could be and or a shutdown, major shutdown where you're just numb, can't even do the slightest function, slightest activity, just feeling completely lethargic, very low energy. These are two 
smart designs of our nervous system that are here to keep us safe and protect us, especially that shutdown one, because you can't handle anything else. So that's why your body is just trying to survive. So you go into the shutdown state. And I, I believe all of these tools that we're talking about in this conversation, these well wellness practices and self-care practices can help us thrive in the world. So we're not just surviving. We all have the uh, gift and ability to thrive. We should have that. It's a right of ours. It's not a privilege. It's a right. And so um, I'd like to offer just a few tips for those out there. If you, if what I just said resonates with you, if you're feeling really overwhelmed or you're feeling shut down, um, I do have just a few tips if that's okay to share. Oh, we, I guess, absolutely. Bring it, bring it, bring (laughs) it, bring it. Yes. Okay. So I'll just say them. And then, you know, if you're busy, you're driving or something, just come back later and, and do them. If you're feeling really flighty, uppy, uppity, overwhelmed, kind of anxious, then it's really important for you to get into your legs and your lower body. So I love practicing really grounding squats. And this is less about working out more about grounding your legs and your body with the earth beneath you. So barefoot squats, if possible on the earth, even better. And as you're lowering down, imagine yourself and even work with your breath so that you're pushing yourself into the earth beneath you. And then as you're lifting up in the squat opposite, visualize energy coming up from the earth. So you're really being held. And then um, if possible, you know, after that, if you can laying fully down on your belly, if that's okay, forehead down on the ground is really powerful to calm the nervous system down. If, if that's not enough, you could even just, you know, put your forehead into your fingertips and gently rub the forehead, especially the space right between the, uh, the eyebrows that, that helps signal the nervous system to settle down by, um, actually drawing less blood out of the forebrain or into the forebrain rather. Uh, which helps you settle down a bit. And then uh, when you're out in public, if you're feeling really overwhelmed and you can't do what I just said, you can't go lay down (laughs) on the ground with your head down on the ground, then really easy. You can bring your arm, uh, either one arm and hand across your body, almost like, you know, if you're just casually crossing your arms, but it's going to go across your body and up towards the opposite shoulder. So you're going across your heart And that hand comes up either to your neck or like I said, just above your heart. So to the outsider, it's going to look like you're just casually, you know, putting your arms across your body. But what you're actually doing is drawing your energy back into your center, connecting, making that connection between your palm and your heart and your chest and, and inviting the energy to come back home away from everyone else out there in the world, come back in. And as you're doing that, which again, you can do this in conversation just consciously inhale deeply and exhale slowly, which will further help relax the nervous system. So I love that trick. I actually do that mm-hmm. in meetings sometime with people or, you know, out in a public space where you just kind of need to, to draw back in. And then on the flip side of the coin, if you are feeling shut down and immobilized, that all of those practices I just said are probably going to be way too much for you right now. So Quite simply, if you're feeling very shut down and immobilized, low energy, wherever you are, whether you're in bed, in a chair, whatever, really simply, it's going to sound like, you know, 
it's going to sound like nothing, but it can seem like a lot. You're just going to reach your arms straight up overhead. Don't worry about any formal stretching or anything, but you're literally just reaching your arms up overhead. And if that feels okay, and you're like, okay, I can work with that, then stand up out of the chair. So it's really subtle. But when you're in that shutdown state, it's too much to ask yourself to go do squats. It's too much to roll out your yoga mat. So I'm all about offering bite-sized tips or bite-sized steps that can help your nervous system start to activate when you're in that shutdown state. If that feels okay, once you reach the arms up and you feel a little bit more mobilized, then I love just gently massaging my arms, my forearms, my cheeks, whatever you can reach where you don't have to you know, move too much to start to bring some more blood and attention into your physical body. And that can be really uh, impactful if you're actually stimulating the muscular system to help activate your nervous system out of that immobilized state. Oh, loved it. <laughs> love all of it. <laughs> I love it because it's simple, but it's profound. That's my favorite, mm-hmm. you know, when something can be really simple, but have profound effects to me, that's, that's actually when you're kind of in rhythm with nature. Cause that's how I see nature. Right. That's I think how we're meant to be is really yeah. Yeah. living that way. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a huge, long drawn out practice. That's, that's why I love tuning into the nervous system because it's too much. Like when I'm immobilized and feeling totally shut down, there's no way I can roll out my yoga mat and even do five minutes of yoga. It's too much. So I have to just start with this, reaching my arms up. (laughs) No. And you know what I love about all of what you just said is it gives people the permission to accept where they are Mm -hmm. and not think that there's this one thing, you know, that you have to do, you know, you have to be able to do a whole yoga practice or you have to feel it because that, that creates overwhelm and then you don't do anything. Exactly. So yeah. It, it goes back to what you said in the very beginning, which is see you're right on point. You said you meet people where they are and, <laughs> and seek them. So you're saying, even if you're all the way back at a really, you know, really, a, if you're at survival mode, you're going to go there and you're going to take people from there to back online, basically back to yeah. reconnecting and then slowly build up. And I think that's beautiful because I think we all get there at times where we, where we're fried and we're, and we're done. Mm-hmm. And we need to say, oh, well, maybe I can't do those usual things that I do, but there still is something I can do to help my nervous system. I can reset it in very gentle, subtle ways. And I always tell people, if nothing else, sit, close your eyes and breathe, please. (laughs) Like if nothing else, like you, you breathe, but breathe mindfully, just slow it down. Or just, if you want to activate it, give a hot breath. I mean, to release things, but just get a little Mm -hmm. oomph in there. Just something to let's see, I'm doing it now. Just naturally. I'm just like, Ah, let me get some air in there. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. It doesn't have to look like what everyone else does. You know, you really just have to tune into to what you need and what your body needs. So for anyone listening, I hope those, those two offerings are helpful for you next time you're in either of those states. No. And I'm, and I'm sure that they will be because they're, they fit with how we're wired. So it's just about being open enough to experiment and try it. And I will type it up on the website. So if you forget, you don't have to, don't write, try and write it down while you're driving or, or cooking or doing something else. It'll be right on the website and you can go find it when you're in a calm state and you, and you, and you want to access it. It'll be right there. Don't feel like you have to get it right now because it'll be there for you on the website when you're ready to try it. That's just beautiful. But like, I was just talking about nature too. And I know you're big with aligning with nature. Can you talk a little bit about the ways that you use nature to help people 
to align with the rhythms of the natural rhythms, I'll just say. Yes. uh, One way that I love for my own practice and I love sharing with other people is honoring the, uh, like you said, the rhythms of nature and the cycle of nature. And I do that by celebrating the holidays, the holy days on the wheel of the year, which uh, originates in Europe and uh, ancient European traditions, many of which practice this. And the wheel of the year has eight holy days. You can call holidays. I call them holy days. And there are four major high holy days, which are the two solstices and the two equinoxes. And those mark the major seasonal shifts around the world. So this wheel of the year is really, I feel like it's it just makes sense because every six weeks on the wheel of the year, there's a subtle shift. So aside from those four major holy days, the high holy days, there are four uh, other holy days between them. And those are um, actually many of them are on the Gregorian calendar. Um there, I'll just go through them quickly. So there's the winter solstice that uh, marks the changing of the season in winter. And that's usually around December 21st-ish. Then February 1st, there's Imbolc, which is also called Groundhog Day on the calendar. <laughs> then there's spring equinox around March 21st-ish. Then there's Beltane, May 1st. And then summer solstice, June 21st-ish. Lamas, August 1st, and then the autumnal equinox, also called Maybon, is September 22nd this year, and then Samhain, which is around Halloween time on the regular calendar. So every six weeks, the wheel of the year turns, and I love this practice because it helps me narrow in on a shorter amount of time, so I can get really clear for those six weeks on what I want to work on, what I want to focus my energy in, what I want to release and let go from the last six weeks. So it's a much, in my opinion, much simpler and and more accessible practice that helps you check in with yourself, get more clarity and and dial in what you're working on versus the traditional New Year's type of practice. I love New Year's, super fun. I'm not (laughs) knocking it at all. But, you know, every new year, once a year, every 365 days, you come up with a resolution and you have all this energy for the first month or two. And then it starts waning because of everything we've been talking about. You know, there's a lot happening in life. So it's hard to sustain. So working with the wheel of the year every six weeks, really aligning with the energy of the season is a a very simple way you to stay focused, stay clear, and uh, tune into the natural rhythms. We are all cyclical beings, no matter what your sex or gender is. We have circadian rhythms that help our sleep. We have hormonal rhythms, no matter again what your sex is. We have uh, horm- digestive rhythms. You know, we're very cyclical, rhythmic beings, and regardless of where you live. Like Kimberly Ann and I are currently in Florida where it doesn't seem like there's seasons. Yes, <laughs> that's definitely true. Doesn't seem like it, but there's an energetic frequency which each with each of the seasons. So right now at time of recording, we are just days away in the Northern Hemisphere from the autumnal equinox. We're just about to start fall. So energetically, we're moving out of the 
higher, you know, fiery, very active energy of summer where it's super busy, everyone's outside, lots of sun, very bright, very hot. And we're moving into the slow down, a little bit cooler in many places. Uh, the days start getting darker, uh, you know, nights are longer, days are shorter, the rhythm of fall. So on an emotional level, fall is easing us into winter and fall is very much about slowing down a little bit, you know, uh, eating more nourishing, warm meals and, and getting out of that very busy, buzzy energy of the summertime. So that's just one simple way that right now in the North, like I said, we're moving into the autumn in the South, we're moving into spring and uh, it's the opposite in springtime in the Southern hemisphere, the energy is starting to ramp up out of winter flowers are blossoming, you know, animals are, are mating, babies are being born. It's a more busy time of year. So if we can tune into the natural rhythms that our, our bodies know exist, our bodies know to be true, it's, it creates much more ease and flow in our life versus tension and resistance, because we're not designed to function at the same high level speed all year long. We are not designed that way. We are, like I said, we're rhythmic creatures. So this is one way that I think is tremendously helpful to really align with the rhythm of nature around you and then your own internal rhythm. Oh, that's so beautiful. Now, where if people are not sure about how the energy shifts, do you know of somewhere we can direct them to so they can go learn more uh, about it? Yeah. Um, a lot of my work is about this. So of course, reach out to me if you have any questions. Otherwise, if you're just, you know, wanting to, to do a quick Google search, you can Google wheel of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's what I would Google wheel of the year and just start learning more about it. And, and like I said, feel free to reach out to me via email if you're curious and have some questions, because I am, I am very passionate about this. It's been so helpful in my own life and just feels very natural for us to tune back in this way. Yeah, it, it is. And it's so important because we don't really realize that we set our schedules and people think, well, this is my schedule and this is what it is. Like it doesn't move, mm-hmm. it's rigid and it doesn't, and it, I don't want to say should, but that's not going to honor the flow and the rhythm of the creatures that we really are, you know? Mm-hmm. So like you're saying, when you're trying to flow with the alignment of what our natural cycles are, you need to be aware, first of all, what the natural energy is, and then try and match your own internal and external choices to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do have a question based on that. Cause you know, I was just thinking, how do you, or do you see that at all? How does that fit with people that are using moon lunar cycles? It, it works very well. Lunar cycle is even more uh, narrowed down, you know, the lunar yeah. cycle is 29 and a half days. So that's an even <laughs> more dialed in uh, scope that you can look through. But um, I'd say they work very well together. I, you know, as an astrologer, I follow the moon very closely. I follow the movement of all the planets very closely. And it works, um, you know, it works similarly because the the sun is in a certain sign during, you know, a particular season, which is going to bring a specific energy. And, you know, that can, without getting too far into astrology, because I can go on 
I can go on about that. But, um, you know, when specific planets are in certain signs, which happen in specific seasons, there is a very specific energy with them. So once you start following the lunar cycle, for example, and syncing up with the wheel of the year, it just works so harmoniously together and it really helps you uh, just like I, I keep saying the term dial it in because that's what it feels like for me. It just, you know, keeps your vision pretty clear in the current state that you're in and, and which helps you sustain those practices. And like I said in the beginning, that's what I'm all about. Um, yeah. So yeah, they work very well together. I mean, I get the sense from when you're talking, it basically just create, I just see it as creating a sacred space of alignment for you to sort of stay in sort of like keep you in your lane, like, like a bowling alley. It's like, you know, keep you on your path. But I think Mm -hmm. the other thing I want to just mention to people, because I know everybody's at different understandings in life as far as astrology and different things, but I just want people to understand there's so many different ways to look at things. And these are other ways to help you play around with understanding yourself, connecting to your own wisdom, connecting to nature and, it doesn't have to be challenging. It can be just a fun Google mm-hmm. search or conversation with Mary Catherine or whatever, <laughs> you know, I mean, it just, it's just, sometimes it's just really important to say, wow, like, how does that work? How does that, I mean, go outside and watch what animals do. I love to do that. My neighbors think I'm wacky and that's okay. <laughs> and that's totally fine. You know, because I sit and I watch, I watch what the trees are doing. I watch what the squirrels are doing. Everybody, the insects, because it's fascinating and it changes and they're, and they change with it. You know, I don't see the little lizards as it starts to get colder because they have a different rhythm. They change. They know the energy that's coming. I mean, watch what animals do, you know, before a storm comes, they, they're 20, they have it figured out way before we feel the energy, they feel the barometric drop or whatever they're using to, to make Mm -hmm. their choices. And, and if we can find ways to be as in tune with nature as plants and animals, we will be much better off. Yeah. Yes, it's true. And yeah, it's just an easier, (laughs) I just keep saying the word easier because it is an easier way to live. And that doesn't mean challenges aren't going to come. Of course, this is life. It has challenges, but it, it just keeps you on track. And it, I'm all about fun. If anyone listening that knows me knows I'm not going to do something if it doesn't have fun in it, you know, it can be hard, but as long as I'm enjoying it and having fun, then I'm there. If not, I probably won't be there. <laughs> I get that Sag. I feel it all the way over here. Very glad that I could feel the Sag. I'm like, Oh, that's why when you said you were Sag before I was like, yes, fun factor. I want to play. Yeah. I want to play. <laughs> yeah. I definitely want to play. And that's what's, yeah, it's fun. You know, it doesn't have to be so dark, so intense. I mean, I'm all about the full spectrum of emotions. Anyone that works with me will know that. We will go through the full spectrum of humanity. We'll laugh, we'll play, we'll also go really deep, we'll cry. It's it's all good. It's all part of it. But yeah, you know, with these sort of practices we're talking about, it can be super approachable. And that's what I'm all about. It doesn't have to be this really far out esoteric philosophy. We can, you know, use common language and and just, you know, make it make it fun, make it something you're going to look forward to. It doesn't have to be very rigid. That's what we touched on earlier. We're moving beyond that. You know, a lot of people are wanting more freedom and more play and more enjoyment, less rigid, less dogma. So uh, yeah, I I just, you know, I love these practices because like you said, Kimberly Ann, you can make it your own and um, yeah, just have fun. If you're not enjoying it, then you're not going to want to do it. 
Right. Yeah. And that tells you that's not resonating with you. Cause I'm all about mm-hmm. the vibrations too. Like listen to yourself. If, if it's not feeling right, then check into why, I mean, check into why and figure out if there's something that you need to work on, that's why are you avoiding or what's blocking you? What's blocking you? Is this meant for you or not? It may be, and it may not. And either way is mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Just need to be real with yourself about it. You know, that's the <laughs> point. Just get real with yourself about it. You know, that's, and taking the time to, to figure that out rather than avoiding. Yeah. Cause I think that's the thing I see so much, you know, pain. People are like, Oh, discomfort, suffering, pain. I don't want to feel any of it. Well, you are feeling numbing it doesn't mean you're not feeling it. Your body's still taking it all in. You just aren't bringing it to your awareness. It's still all there. It doesn't make it not exist. Yes. <laughs> yes. It takes I'm a lot of energy to do that. that yeah. And it's, it's so important because you know, yes, we're all about fun and enjoying it, but we also have to honor and confront, like we said, you know, the full spectrum of what it means to be human. And that does require, uh, you know, standing up and facing the harder pieces, the hardest bit. So if you're not wanting to do it because it's difficult or it's, it's tough, that's one thing, but you know, if it really doesn't feel right for you, then find a different avenue. And, you know, only when we really allow ourselves to fully face that full spectrum of your human existence, that's when so much magic, so much connection and depth and growth and, and ultimately bliss come from, I believe. I agree. I agree a thousand percent. And at this point, I think that we have given the listeners so much to think about that we are going to head over to the sparks of wisdom and give them some short little tidbits from this. Awesome. Sparks of wisdom. Oh, 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 oh. Sparks of wisdom. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, Mary Catherine, you've given us a lot to think about. And now I want to hear your lovely sparks of wisdom for us today, please. Summarizing a lot of what we talked about, I know it was a lot in in many different avenues. It all boils down to acknowledging, first of all, developing awareness of yourself, your needs, your wants, your urges, your desires your beliefs, your wounds, your experiences, and then acknowledging them, all of that, the full spectrum of what that is, and honoring yourself at any given point, every day, day to day can change. So really honoring the full fullness of being human and know that all of these tools and these wisdom traditions that we've discussed in our time together today are here to help you. They are here for each of us to connect even more deeply to ourselves, to our loved ones, to source energy, to God, to spirit, to the divine, to earth. And the practices can be simple. It doesn't have to be really drawn out or rigid or complicated. They can be very simple. So know that you know this is a possibility for you and i also just feel inspired to add that you have purpose you have a tremendous gift here in this life even if it doesn't feel that way even if you're unsure of what that is i know that you do i know that it's true 
And if you are alive today, you have purpose and we need you. So yeah, that's, um, that's just feeling like it needs to be shared. You have purpose, you have a gift and we need you. So I hope that everything we've shared in our time together today is inspiring and helpful for you. May it be of benefit for you. And know that I, I am here and Dr. Kimberly Ann is here for you too, if you need any support. So inspiring. So, so beautifully said and inspiring. So thank you for that. Thank you. Mary Catherine, I have had so much fun talking with you today and I always love learning new things. So thank you for coming on the show today and sharing all your wisdom with us. You're welcome. Thank you so much. It's been a joy and blast. And I, I truly, truly hope it has been helpful for everyone listening. Yeah. So now what we, what I'm sure people are going to want to know is what more, more details about your services and how people can get a hold of you. So I am currently available online. Uh, my email is info at marycatherinejackson.com. It'll be in the show notes, but that's Info at M-A-R-Y-K-A-T-H-R-Y-N Jackson.com. Reach out via email. I'm also on Instagram at divinely underscore human. And uh, my website is marycatherinejackson.com. Same spelling. (laughs) (laughs) And I have uh, one-on-one private consultations for uh, astrology, for yoga, general life coaching, as well as group classes and workshops coming up down the pipeline. And very soon in the next few months, I have an upcoming course coming out, an online course that's all about managing stress and building sustainable wellness practices. So reach out to me via email or on my website to learn more. I would really love to stay in touch. And if you received anything in this podcast that resonates with you or you want to share some feedback or questions, please reach out. I love connecting. Oh, and uh, one final thing as a gift for everyone, I'm going to offer my five minute reset. It's a free download, five minute practice, just what it sounds like. It's a full on physical, mental, emotional, energetic reset that you can do any time of the day. So please click the link in the show notes and download that as a gift from me to you. Oh, thank you so much for that. We love free stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Especially free stuff that helps us be healthy and well. We love that the most. We love that the most. So thank you for offering that. And thank you for your, again, for your time today. And for everyone listening, I really do appreciate you listening. Love the feedback. If you want to leave a rate or review, that's also very helpful too. And until next time, be you, be love and be present. Bless you, everyone. Thank you.